Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA uh, radio show here in the in Southern Idaho. I'm Ken Lewis. I'm the director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho, and uh, 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 we're listening to you're listening to Heart of the Athlete. And uh, in the studio this morning is uh, uh, Coach Brent Ho. Brent, it's great to have you in, on the air with us this morning. Thank you very much, Ken. It's great to be here, and I'm grateful to have a conversation. Yeah, uh, we've been wanting to, we've been trying to work on this, getting you on the air for a while. And and I know you've been involved in FCA and FCA camp, and we've kind of known each other for a long time, too. Our, our history goes back, kind of crosses past some long time ago. So, <laughs> uh, but before we get to that, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, first of all, KBXL and 94.1 and Schaefer family here. Uh, we appreciate so much their support of FCA and the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, as well as Awakenings Coffee House there on the northwest corner of uh, Overland and Five Mile, and as well as uh, 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 Hall & Associates, their financial uh, investment planning uh, business here in Boise, and Coach Hall, former Boise State football coach, we appreciate their support as well. Well, uh, Brent, it's, it's it, again, like I said, it's great to have you on the air, and, and we've kind of known each other for a long time, but I know that uh, you grew up in the Meridian area. Um, Tell us a little bit about uh, going to Meridian High School back in the 80s when it was a great big school. What year did you graduate back then? Graduated in 1988. 1988. And, and first off, before we talk about that, I know you're coach football now at Mountain View High School. Mm-hmm. And how many years have you been doing that? This will be my fourth year that I've helped with the freshman uh, level of coaching at uh, Mountain View High School. Cool. So and that's part of Judd Benedict's staff over there yeah. at Mountain View. Love and, Judd. Yeah, Judd's great great men of god isn't he yeah <laughs> well going back to you you grew up in the Meridian area you graduated in 88 from Meridian what what did you what tell us a little bit about your athletic career there at Meridian High well I wasn't the best by any means I wasn't a state champion but I played football wrestled all my years at high school and then ran track Kind of three different sports there. Yeah, it's kind of rare to have a three-sport athlete anymore. I know. Back then, you know, it wasn't until maybe October, correction, August 1st that we got to thinking about (laughs) football. But now, I mean, it's year-round. It's pretty crazy. Right. I graduated in 83. I know my brother was 86, and you were 88. And then you had a – so how did your – your wrestling career, how how did that go back in the day? I was not a varsity wrestler. I was – JV, I could get a few points here and there, right. uh, and I'm grateful for a little bit more size and strength than what my brother was. Because <laughs> if we were the same size, my brother was going to just wipe me all over so the. So he was smaller than you, Robert, uh-huh. and uh, and then he and then you played football too. What yep. what position did you play there? With the uh, through the sophomore into junior was kind of quarterback, but then I moved to the defensive side of the ball and played corner uh-huh. uh, on the defensive side. Gotcha. So in 88, that was, was that the year that Centennial was, that was the first year. So you stayed at Meridian High. That's the year that the Centennial's first year. Yeah. And it's kind of hard for kids today to grasp their mind around the fact that Meridian High School used to be the only high school in what is now the West Ada School District, but it was, it was big. Yeah. It was a big school district. And then you had your brother, Robert. Correct. What, what, What year did he graduate? He graduated in 90. Okay. Uh, he was a three-time state champion, wrestling champion. Um, 
He was incredible. He was an amazing wrestling athlete. Um, I marvel at how good he was. So he's a couple years younger than you? Correct. Yeah. Well, cool. I know you're uh, a local fireman now here in the Treasure Valley. Correct. And Worked with the Boise City Fire Department. Been doing it almost 29 years. And wow. grateful for every opportunity that God has provided through it. Well, we sure appreciate your service to, to us and the safety of our community. And um, so you got started coaching. How, how did you get involved in coaching at Mountain View and 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 what other sports at, did you co- did you coach any other sports before you start coaching football there at Mountain View? No other sports at Mountain View. Uh, I've always wanted to be involved with my kids growing up in sports. Um, with my son, it was through Optimus Football, and then at Lake Hazel Middle. Um, with both of my kids through upward basketball, a uh, little bit of basketball here and there, though it was not my strong suit by any means. It was an opportunity to be able to serve the community and right. upwards basketball provided that avenue. Right. And then how did you get connected then with Judd and the Mountain View program? So through a, a divine opportunity, uh, another gentleman that we mutually know between Judd and I, Tony Ross, who is helping coach there. Yeah. The two of us were attending church together, and he started talking about football and my son going through Lake Hazel, who's going to eventually feed into Mountain View. And then another opportunity through FCA. And knowing that Judd was uh, a man of God and put God before his program and knowing it was something that I wanted to be involved with. So I asked and volunteered however Judd would be able to use me and how God above that would be able to use me through the program. I asked and volunteered and rest is history. Wow. Well, that's cool. And I, I know, uh, you know, many people look at coaching as a way to give back to the community, that kind of thing, or in some people it's a job, but why coaching for you? Coaching has such an opportunity as being a mentor, whether you are a mentor to a group of girls, a group of boys, whoever it is, this generation needs such a, an influence of not only a man who's going to teach good ethics and good morals, but one who's going to have those ethics and morals based upon God's word and to lead them correctly, to see them through the hard times, to see them through the good times, and know how to be that shoulder that they can come to and lean on and be that person of integrity, of someone who is looked up to as a good example and also being a good witness for the Lord. Yeah, It's not to say it's non-existent, but it does not exist as greatly as I would like to see that happen today. Uh-huh. So I'm just curious, you know, as far as like, you know, this, this coaching job that you have with Mm. the freshmen, um, obviously it sounds like it's a calling from the Lord for you. I would say, yeah, a calling, a direction, a a wake up call. And I enjoy sports. It's very linear. It's very logical. And not to say a, an athlete doesn't have to think too awful much. But as long as you understand the concept, the strategies, the techniques, and Mm -hmm. running your routes, understanding (laughs) your assignments, doing your job and allowing the man or the woman that's to the left or the right of you doing the same thing, each one builds upon one another and you progress and you progress. And when there is someone who might fall through the cracks or start to fall, 
there's somebody to help pick them up. Right. Uh, Ecclesiastes is a great example of that, to where a three chord strand, a three stranded chord, excuse me, yeah. is so much stronger than one. Uh-huh. And when one is falling down, someone is there to pick them up and being able to use that concept to pour into these kids and understand that I care and I love you. And till those kids understand that uh, they're, they're going to get to a point to, there's a saying that says, a person doesn't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And when you can get that across to these kids, that through the thick and the thin, and I want to leave no doubt that I am going to be there to support you. Right. Those kids that got this baggage that are coming in, they're going to start to trust you. They, they need the encouragement. They need the support because they've got a crummy home life. They've got a difficult relationship. They've got something that's going on. And by showing them that I care and they can trust on me, they're going to open up. And that's the opportunity that I get to pour out more love and I get to pour out more right. concern for them because God reached down and dug out my ears and opened up my eyes. Why would I not reciprocate that right. to some of these young boys. Wow, that's cool. Just relying on God's timing to Amen. open those those conversations or those divine appointments. So, well, I know you had, uh, um, you know, Coach Bruce Burnett was your wrestling coach, mm. like he was mine, uh, you know, uh, and uh, I'm not sure who was, 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 was Lon McCurdy your football coach or was Bob O'Maris? Did you get, get both of those guys? Was there anything out of, out of McCurdy or O'Mara or Coach Burnett that really stood out to you as a coach that impacted you there at Meridian? Both of those gentlemen had a very hard, very strong work ethic. And if there was anything about them at that surface, that's what I saw. But you know, thinking back to my days when I was 16, 17, 18, I wasn't seeing much past the surface. My life was in a different place. Mm-hmm. I was living differently. I was under a different thought and belief. Mm-hmm. But one of the most impactful times in my high school years was my position coach and how he was able to get across such a significant concept without raising his voice mm-hmm. and being being a little softer, but being very stern at the same time. Mm-hmm. And intentional. It, yeah. Through through that example, I never found out if um Coach Mahoney was a believer, mm-hmm. but he was the most significant impact aside of Bruce Burnett. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's cool. Well, I know that you, you've been involved in FCA camp, what, for five, four or five years? Now? Five years. Five summers. And uh, I know you have you keep coming back. And you, you love hanging out with those football coaches there, also those kids, pouring into those kids. And, and a lo- you know, that's, that's the way it is with all our coaches that come to FCA camp each summer that we have there, NNU, that week. It's like a mission trip. Mm. You know, they're investing in kids that aren't going back to their program in the fall. They're not going to be, but why FCA camp for you? Why do you keep coming back? Why do you, what what has God done to you and and through you because of FCA camp? I would, I would put it into two types of categories. Uh, The aha moments to where you're, you're coaching, you're coaching and you don't see the, the result. You don't see the result until 
one of the kids recognizes a particular move or a particular step or assignment and the light bulb goes off and they get it and they understand it. Now, by using the foundation of sports to present the gospel message and when you're working with these kids and a lot of them are tough kids coming from tough lives and tough relationships and when the light bulb goes off and they recognize Mm -hmm. they're a sinner, God created them, created them in their image and that they can't do anything to earn their salvation and only by the grace of God that they can do. And when they start to put those pieces together and they see the aha moment and it manifests itself in a total breakdown and a breakdown of a 250 pound, six foot three young man (laughs) who just bawls and cries and understands that they need a savior. That is reward enough in and of itself and then seeing it time and time again and just not through me through football through all the other coaches that are there and all the other college leaders the college huddle Huddle leaders leaders who are expressing the same thing and even the huddle leaders are saying you know what i didn't know if i was going to have the time i didn't know if i was going to have the opportunity and what do you know god provided it and i'm here and by the end of the week they are in the same boat as like God has shown me some things that I didn't even recognize that I had wrong in my own life and how he is continuing to mold and shape me. Yeah. Those are, those, it's, I would just say the aha moments. Those are the big things. It's attractive thing to be a part of and, and see the Holy Spirit do that. Amen. And like you said, um, you know, those kids find out that they're loved and it's not by what they can do. Mm. Or what 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 they can't do, or what they've done wrong, but that God accepts them, and that and they start finding their purpose. I mean, that's exciting to see kids realize that why they were created. So, Agreed, and that, and that happens so often at FCA camp. It's 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 hard to stay away, isn't it? Indeed. <laughs> well, folks, if you're just joining us here on this morning on Heart of the Athlete, I'm visiting this morning with Coach Brent Ho, coaches football over there at Mountain View High School here in Meridian area. So, well, Brent, it's been great, you know, hearing about your draw of why you keep coming back to FCA camp and why you coach. And I'm curious to hear about what was it like for you surrendering your life to Christ and, and how did you come to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Well, it was a tough struggle. Um, I was uh, raised in the LDS faith. Mm-hmm. And because of that belief system, there is a, a concept that is taught within the LDS faith that we, uh, I'm going to pare it down to, we get a do-over. We mm-hmm. get a second opportunity once this life is finished. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of my upbringing, I love my parents. I love my father. He sacrificed so much of his life for me and my brother and sister. He gave me some good qualities as far as those that are based upon a good, strong, hard work ethic. But along with that was a, uh, an unhealthy habit of always thinking I had to be first place. Mm-hmm. And a concept that he gave to me was, you'll never be second place because if you are second place, you're going to be the first loser. And so in my life, I strive to be the best, tried to be the first place winner, tried to be everything, <laughs> the best, the best, the best. And that coincided a lot with the Mormon belief mm-hmm. of being able to do works, being able to do works. Right. And so 
I was a pretty arrogant, cocky kid growing up. And there were some that thought that that was attractive, but I know that there were some that had a disdain toward me because big of- Big turnoff, yeah. Yeah, big turnoff. Well, in my mind, not to say it didn't matter, but to a degree it did matter because I was going to be the best. And that's what I wanted to project or portray. Right. And then I knew that growing up with my understanding of faith, I was going to get an opportunity after this life to learn more, to become better than what I truly am today. Mm -hmm. So I had two thumbs up going for me. So um, through a lot of very godly men through my church who poured into me and a lot of people praying over me. And this is before you got involved in that church. Is that right? Um, So in 2004, my family and I started attending and we still do attend at Meridian First Baptist. And it was through a lot of men there, through studies, through prayer, of which I really had no idea that God was beginning to draw me to himself. Oh, praise God. And through some Bible studies. And I mean, I was a kid trying to read through and understand. Now, bear in mind, growing up in the Mormon church, I had a good understanding of what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. I could tell you the books of the Bible. I could tell you a lot of verses that would proof text my position and my beliefs, but not until I started going through and reading those same verses in context and understanding what they were saying and what they were meaning and how now do I, from observing, do I interpret it and then apply those things to my life. And it was not until 2005, October 2005, which is coming up not not too far from now, was when I finally surrendered. Uh I was like, I finally quit putting up the wall and fighting against God. And between so many verses and so many studies and so many men pouring into me, uh, it was reading through the book of Romans. And when I got to the 10th chapter Mm -hmm. and going all the way through sin and what man is and who God is and why sin and why there's grace and why there's the law and so much and through the seventh chapter of the things I don't want to do, I do. And the things that I do want to do, I don't do. And there's this battle going right. back. And I was like, this is my life. This is exactly what I'm going through. And I came to the 10th chapter and came to verses 9 to 10 that I finally surrendered, hmm. which read, if you confess or declare whichever word in whichever translation that you choose to read, mm-hmm. if you confess with your mouth mm-hmm. that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Right. Because with your heart that you believe and are justified and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved and i was like that's it i don't need any more and it was that weekend we went up for a men's retreat up in mccall and gave my life to the lord and i came back down and my daughter was gonna be baptized and i remember sitting down with her and talking with her and asked her for her permission if can i get baptized on the same time <laughs> that you did and oh, yeah oh that's sweet pretty amazing oh praise god so the 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 weights fell off of trying to Ah. work our approval. I mean, being an athlete and a coach, we're we're always trying to work hard. And if you're, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen on our watch and our shoulders and our, our doing our extra efforts and all the extra things we do in the off season and, and after hours and all that kind of stuff, which is not like the kingdom of God. And, uh, so that's awesome. Yeah. That, I mean, how freeing that was for you at that time. Yeah. And I'm, I'm still not there yet. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still trying to understand right. my sin. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to understand so much of what God is and how much bigger than my mind can even yeah. comprehend.
Oh, that's that's awesome. And uh, your wife and your family just serving the Lord and together, how how sweet that is, mm-hmm. I bet, for you and your heart. And, Amen. Well, um, you just you share with us Romans chapter ten. I was just wondering, do you have any other other life verses, or, or maybe maybe some things that God's some spiritual truths that God's been parking you in here lately? I know we got a few minutes left. There are many verses that are going through my mind, and I mean, just one of the things that I brought here today is the first set of three by five cards, remember memorization verses that I would write down, and there's probably sixty cards that are here. They look weathered. They don't. Uh, they don't. They, it's old. They're older, old, they're coffee stained, they're, they got the edges <laughs> that are worn off, but going through these and memorizing, there's so many times in our lives that we have opportunity to memorize God's word. And yeah. it would be driving into work, it would be driving to the school, it would be driving on a vacation somewhere, mm. and just having these to go over them. Yeah. Uh, assurance of salvation, assurance of faith, assurance of victory, assurance of answered prayer, assurance of forgiveness. And just so many small reminders of his fellowship with us, his ability for giving us the ability to to witness, um, his word being the truth. Um, John seventeen seven, thy word is truth. I love this one. I'm I'm reading. I I, I stole one of your cards here. <laughs> one of your, but it, uh, one of your three by three by fives. But First John five eleven and twelve, and this is the testimony: God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son, and he who has the son has life, and he who does not have the son of God does not have life. And I, I try to express that to so many kids that if you are a believer in God, and if you know that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, we are not born to die. Mm-hmm. We were born to live. Yeah. And what an amazing thought to just ponder on. That's right. We're not born to die when this life is over. We we're born right. to live. His purposes Amen. in us. I love that verse, uh, Matthew six thirty three. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things, yep. and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, well, Brent, man, it's uh, just been a a great blessing from the Lord to uh, just to hear your story and hear what God's been doing to your life. And uh, so, thanks, thanks for coming in. And Thank you, uh, I know we've got FCA camp coming up next summer again, yep. and uh, and FCA around the around the valley, and we're uh, you know just continuing to grow and see God use athlete leaders and coaches in their schools like yourself and Judd and other folks around the valley. So thank you on behalf of FCA. Thank you for just giving to the Lord and 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 serving at FCA camp and and at your at the school that you coach at. My pleasure. All praise and glory to God. That's right. Well, hey folks, if you're interested in getting involved with FCA or you want more information, we've got some great online resources. You can go to fcaidaho.org. That's our local FCA Idaho website and uh um, the, the FCA resources uh, page and website, which is actually connected with our national website, just incredible resources of Bible studies, uh, daily devotionals you can sign up that are sent right to you, written by athletes and coaches from around the country, written right to coaches and athletes. And uh, also great videos, Clayton Kershaw from the Dodgers and, and just other great videos on there that uh, are just super encouraging. You can use them for uh, Bible studies, small group studies, Sunday school, um, youth group, uh, FCA huddles. And so I uh, would just encourage you to go and check things out. And if you want to get in touch with us here with FCA in Idaho, you can, uh, as well, you can get our contact info at fcaidaho.org. Well, Brent, thanks again for being on the show with us this morning. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. 
Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.